Hey Reddit, long time lurker, first time poster. Never thought I'd be sharing my own story here, but life has a way of throwing you curveballs. I guess I just need to get this off my chest. So, a bit of background. I'm Theo and my wife Alara, and I had been counting down to our silver anniversary. 25 years. It's a long time, right? We've had our ups and downs like any couple, but our bond, it always felt special. Now Alara had this dream. Ever since we were young and broke, leafing through glossy travel magazines together in our tiny first apartment, she'd always pause at photos of Fiji. White sandy beaches, clear blue water, those little huts over the ocean. She'd get this faraway look in her eyes, and I could tell it was more than just a vacation spot for her. It was a dream. With our 25th year coming up, I thought, this is it. This is the time to make that dream come true. I wanted to see that sparkle in her eyes again, that genuine surprise. So, I started planning secretly. It took me months, saving a little on the side, researching the best resorts, and finding the perfect secluded beachfront villa. I even spoke to a local Fijian band to play our song as we arrived. It was going to be picture perfect. My heart raced every time I thought of the moment I'd reveal the surprise. Just imagining her face lighting up made all the sneaking around, the white lies about where the money was going, and the late nights of planning, worth it. It was my way of showing her, 25 years and I'd still move mountains for you. So, with everything set, I hid the tickets inside a scrapbook I'd made, our life story and photos, starting from our awkward first date to now. The last page was going to be a picture of Fiji with the caption, the next chapter. I thought it was cheesy, but in a good way. And as D-Day approached, I was buzzing with excitement. But, as you've probably guessed, things didn't go as smoothly as I'd hoped. But let's not get ahead of ourselves. That part comes later. Edit. Thanks for the awards, kind strangers. I'll update you all with part two soon. Hey again, Reddit. Wow. I wasn't expecting such a response to my last post. I appreciate all the support, truly. It's helping more than I thought it would. Okay, deep breath. Here goes part two. Work has always been my escape. When things at home got tough, or I just needed to clear my head, diving into a project helped. I'm in software development, and my team is a close-knit bunch. We've pulled too many all-nighters and tackled too many impossible tasks not to be. There's Bryn, our witty and sometimes too blunt lead designer. There's Jana, the team's caffeine-fueled coder. A few others, and then there's me. It was a Thursday, I think. One of those days where lunchtime comes and goes and you don't even notice. We were in the break room, me, Bryn, and a couple of others. I was talking about how Alara had been working late a lot recently and how I missed our evening walks. Bryn, sipping his overpriced latte, just casually said, Speaking of late nights, it's weird, isn't it? I looked up, a bit confused. What do you mean? Bryn shrugged. Alara and Lucan. They sure spend a lot of time together. More than just colleague time, if you catch my drift. He had this smirk, like he was in on some inside joke I wasn't privy to. Now I knew Lucan. He was part of Alara's department. We'd hung out a few times at company parties. Seemed like an alright guy. Alara mentioned him now and then, usually work stuff. They collaborated on projects. Friends, right? But Bryn's comment, it just lingered. 
like a tiny annoying mosquito buzz that you can't quite locate. I tried to brush it off. They're just friends, probably working on some big project, I said, forcing a laugh. Bryn just raised an eyebrow. If you say so, man. I wished then that he was just being his usual, trying to get a rise out of people self. But as the days went on, I noticed things. Whispers around the office, glances exchanged. Alara becoming a bit more distant, her phone always face down. Had I been so wrapped up in my plans that I missed something so significant happening right under my nose? The seeds of doubt, as you guys rightly pointed out in the comments, were planted. And believe me, they began to grow, fast. Until next time, Reddit. Part 3 is a doozy. Edit. To those saying Bryn might have his own motives, I never thought of it that way. But trust me. The story only gets more tangled from here. Back again, Reddit. I've been going through your comments from the last post, and it's both comforting and horrifying to see that some of you have experienced similar situations. Let's dive into where the real unease began. Remember when things in life were simple? Like when your biggest concern was whether you wanted pepperoni or cheese on your pizza? Yeah, those days felt far behind me. The house that once echoed with laughter and shared secrets became thick with tension. It felt like trying to breathe underwater. Alara's phone seemed like it was always buzzing. Late night messages, early morning pings, more than I'd ever noticed before. And each time she'd subtly angle the screen away from me, or exit rooms when taking calls. The once open book of our life together was slowly being replaced by locked diaries. One evening, trying to rekindle our old habits, I suggested, How about we watch that new movie you've been talking about? She looked distracted, fingers tapping away at her phone. Who's texting so late? I asked, trying to sound casual. Just work stuff, she murmured, her gaze never leaving the screen. I took a deep breath. Is it Lucan? The way she looked up, eyes wide and a bit defensive, said more than her words did. Why would you ask that? It's just some project updates, she said, a tad too quickly, before changing the topic to something about the neighbor's cat. Late nights at the office became the norm. Alara, who used to rush home to our cozy dinner and movie nights, started coming home long after I'd fallen asleep. When she did come to bed, she'd turn away, diving deep into her thoughts, miles away from where I was. Remember Bryn's little hint? I felt like a fool for not taking it seriously. Every fiber of my being screamed that something was off, but I tried to tell myself that it was just work stress or maybe the looming anniversary was making her anxious. Yeah, I know, denial isn't just a river in Egypt. I confided in my best friend Jackson. We'd been bros since college. He'd been my wingman when I first met Alara. Over a couple of beers, I laid it all out. He listened, deep in thought, and finally said, Man, you need to talk to her. Straight up. No games. I knew he was right. But was I ready for the answers? Hey, Reddit fam. I've been dreading this part, but the story wouldn't be complete without it. So, here's how the floor fell out from under my world. It was a Saturday. Our home, usually alive with weekend energy, was silent except for the hum of the air conditioner. Alara was in the shower, and I was lounging on the couch, diving into some much-needed gaming to distract myself from, well, everything. As I was reaching for my controller, I saw Alara's purse topple from the counter. Out spilled its contents. Her wallet, some lipstick, 
random receipts, and a folded piece of paper. Normally, I'd never invade her privacy, but something about that paper caught my eye. The handwriting wasn't hers. I picked it up and noticed it was addressed to her, from Lucan. Ilara, it began. My heart raced as I read on. Every stolen moment with you makes me feel alive. Our secret meetings at the park, the thrill of hiding from the world, it's intoxicating. When I'm near you, everything else fades. How do you feel when we're together? I felt like someone had punched the air out of my lungs. Each word was like a dagger, stabbing at my very core. I read and reread the letter, hoping I had somehow misunderstood, hoping it was some cruel joke. But it wasn't. The undeniable truth was there, in black and white. A whirlwind of emotions hit me. Anger, sadness, disbelief. The room seemed to spin. Was this really happening? Were the last 25 years just meaningless? I heard the water stop, signaling the end of Ilara's shower. Panic set in. Do I confront her now? Do I wait? Is this the moment our quarter century together comes crashing down? I quickly placed the letter back amidst the scattered contents of her purse, making it seem undisturbed. I needed time to think. As she walked into the room, I could barely look at her. Every smile, every touch, every memory was now tainted with doubt. But I kept my poker face, not letting on about my discovery. That night, lying beside her, I felt more alone than ever. Sleep eluded me. The haunting words from that letter replayed in my mind, each iteration causing a fresh wave of pain. I'll leave this update here, Reddit. It's hard to relive, but you've been a great source of support. I promise, part five is coming soon, and you won't believe the confrontation. Edit. For those of you suggesting I should have confronted her right away, believe me, I wanted to. But sometimes, the weight of reality holds you back. Hey Reddit. First, I want to thank you all for the kind messages and advice on my previous posts. They've been a beacon in a very dark time. So, here's how the confrontation went down. I spent days in a haze after finding that letter. Every interaction with Alara felt like a charade as I grappled with the anger and hurt boiling inside me. I played the scenarios over and over in my mind. But one evening, as we sat across from each other at dinner, the weight of the silence was too much to bear. With the letter clenched in my hand, I looked at Alara, took a deep breath, and asked, What's going on between you and Lucan? Her eyes widened in shock. For a split second, I thought I saw guilt flash across her face, but she quickly masked it. What do you mean? She replied, feigning innocence. I placed the letter on the table. This, Alara, what is this? She stared at the letter, her face turning pale. Theo, it's not what it looks like, she whispered, tears forming in her eyes. Then please, I said, my voice trembling with emotion, tell me what it is. For a moment, she was silent, collecting herself. We, we just became close, you know? We shared things, thoughts, feelings, but it was never, it wasn't supposed to be this way. I felt a sharp sting of betrayal. Shared feelings? What about our feelings, our memories? Did they mean nothing to you? Alara cried, I never meant to hurt you. It was a mistake. But her words felt empty, especially when juxtaposed with the raw emotions in Lucan's letter. She tried to gaslight me further. We're just really close friends, Theo. You're blowing this out of proportion. You always get so jealous. Close friends? 
after everything I had seen and felt? Alara, don't insult my intelligence. Close friends don't write letters like this. She looked defeated, avoiding my eyes. I'm so sorry, Theo, she whispered. But was she sorry for the act or sorry for being caught? The line between reality and deception had blurred so much, I couldn't tell anymore. That night, our house, which had been a sanctuary of love and trust, felt like a prison of doubts and broken dreams. I'll continue soon, Reddit. Writing this out is therapeutic in a way, but also so damn painful. I need a break. All right, Reddit. I'm back. Buckle up, because this part is, well, just read. The day after the confrontation with Alara, I felt lost. Part of me was desperate for an explanation, something more than Alara's half-hearted apologies. Lucan was the other side of this twisted equation. I needed to hear his side of the story. After some digging, I managed to find his contact. We agreed to meet at a cafe in downtown Boston, away from prying eyes. I remember the place was buzzing with activity, people chatting, the sound of coffee machines hissing, the clinking of cutlery. Yet, in my world, everything was silent except for the throbbing pain in my chest. Lucan looked uneasy when I walked in. As we sat down, he took a deep breath. Before you say anything, he started, I want to apologize. My face was a mask of anger. Go on, I replied curtly. He sighed, looking down at his hands. This, this started as a stupid game. Some friends and I, we, we had this sick challenge. He hesitated. To see who could get close to someone's wife, to see if we could steal them away. I stared, my jaw dropping. You're telling me my life, my love, was just a pawn in your twisted game? Lucan nodded, shame evident in his eyes. Yes, but it spiraled, Theo. It became something more than just a game. Feelings got involved, it got complicated. Rage bubbled up inside me. So, my 25 years with Alara was just a joke to you? Some competition? He flinched. I never meant for it to go this far. I should have stopped. But, as I said, feelings got involved. Feelings? I spat. What about my feelings? Alara's feelings? He looked down, defeated. I can't justify what I did. I messed up. The enormity of what he confessed was too much to handle. My wife wasn't just having an affair. It was a challenge for him, a game. A part of me wanted to lash out, to shout, to vent all my pain. But another part was just numb. I got up, leaving Lucan in the cafe, struggling with his guilt, or whatever it was he felt. The days following the cafe revelation were the darkest I've ever had to endure. Everywhere I turned, the weight of betrayal pressed down on me. But with that pain came a fierce determination. I was done being the victim in their twisted game. It was time to flip the script. I crafted a plan, one that had served them a cold dish of revenge. I called Alara, my voice purposefully cheerful. How about a pre-anniversary dinner? A fresh start for both of us. I'd like Lucan to be there too. Let's clear the air. She sounded relieved, perhaps thinking this was a sign I was ready to move past the betrayal. That sounds lovely, Theo, she replied hesitantly. The night of the dinner, I booked the private dining room at Boston's most upscale restaurant. I wanted the setting to scream special occasion. The irony wasn't lost on me. As the night approached, my stomach was a mix of nerves and anticipation. They both arrived, looking awkward. 
I greeted them with a smile, trying to keep my face neutral. Thanks for coming, I said, ushering them to their seats. They exchanged anxious glances but said nothing. After we ordered, I decided to set the stage. I raised my glass. To new beginnings, I toasted. They raised their glasses hesitantly. As the night went on, I regaled them with stories of our past, deliberately choosing the most intimate moments Alara and I shared. Every anecdote was a reminder of the life they were trying to tear apart. The climax came with dessert. I had prepared a special video montage. A trip down memory lane, I announced, hitting play. The screen showcased happy moments, our wedding, holidays, the birth of our children. Their faces grew paler with each scene. The video ended with the text, 25 years, was it all a game? Silence. Their faces were a picture of shock and guilt. Elara's eyes brimmed with tears. Theo, I... I held up a hand to stop her. I brought you both here not for reconciliation, but for you to truly grasp the gravity of what you did. This, I gestured to the screen, is what you tried to destroy. Lucan was the first to break. I'm so sorry, Theo. He looked genuinely remorseful. I nodded coldly. Enjoy the rest of your evening. With that, I left, leaving them to grapple with their conscience. Reddit, the revenge might not have been explosive, but seeing their faces, knowing they felt even a fraction of the pain I felt, was enough for me. More updates to come. Hey again, Reddit. I left out a major detail in my last post, but I needed some time to gather my thoughts before sharing this bombshell. So, here goes. Before the dinner, while my anger was fresh from the cafe meeting with Lucan, I had an idea. I sent him a text, acting as though I was more understanding, trying to see things from his perspective. Surprisingly, he responded, and we had a lengthy conversation. Unknown to him, I recorded the entire exchange. At the pre-anniversary dinner, right after the video montage ended, and the room was heavy with guilt and remorse, I took out my phone. I announced, there's something else I'd like everyone to hear. I played the recording. Lucan's voice filled the room, detailing their twisted game, his competition with friends, how it all started as a fun challenge and spiraled into something deeper. The raw confession, every word dripping with remorse and guilt, echoed through the silent room. All eyes turned to Lucan. His confident demeanor had vanished, replaced by sheer embarrassment. He looked like he wished the ground would swallow him whole. Alara, on the other hand, was in shock. It seemed she was unaware of the game Lucan and his friends had played. The look she gave him was a mix of hurt and betrayal. She had been played just like me. Lucan, why? She whispered, voice shaky. Lucan for once was speechless. The weight of the truth hung heavily in the room. I took a deep breath. I wanted all of you to know the truth, to understand the gravity of the game they played with our lives, I said, looking directly at Lucan. The rest of the evening was a blur. People were outraged, whispering among themselves. Some consoled Alara, while others cast judgmental glances at Lucan. The unity in their betrayal had shattered, and the tables had turned. I left the restaurant with a sense of closure. While the pain was far from over, unveiling the truth was a step toward healing. All right, Reddit, another update. This one is heavy. A couple of days after the dinner reveal, I found myself holding the two tickets to Fiji. A trip that was supposed to be a celebration of our love, 
now a painful reminder of what had been lost. My heart ached, thinking of the surprise I'd planned, the dreams shattered. I called Alara, asking to meet. She hesitated, but eventually agreed. We decided on a small park near our home, where we'd taken our kids countless times when they were younger, a place filled with memories of simpler times. She was already there when I arrived, looking forlorn. The vibrant, confident woman I fell in love with seemed to have faded away. Without a word, I took out the tickets, holding them in front of her. Her eyes widened in realization. Fiji? She whispered. I nodded, fighting back tears. This was supposed to be our special surprise, a reminder of our love. But things have changed. My voice cracked. It doesn't mean what it once did. She looked at the tickets, tears streaming down her face. Theo, I... I held up a hand to stop her. I thought about going alone, but then I figured you might want to go. Maybe Lucan would like to join you. The words came out colder than I intended, but I was running on raw emotion. I handed her one of the tickets. She took it, her hand trembling. The weight of the symbolic gesture wasn't lost on either of us. I'm sorry, she whispered, but it felt empty. Everything did. I took a deep breath trying to keep my composure. Maybe this trip will give you clarity, Alara. Maybe it'll help you find whatever it is you're looking for. I turned away, leaving her standing there amidst the memories of our past. The Fiji trip, once a symbol of love, was now a parting gift of sorts. Hey again, Reddit. It's Theo. I'm typing this from a small cafe in Fiji, overlooking the most pristine beach you can imagine. As the waves roll in, I can't help but reflect on everything that has happened. Fiji. I had envisioned this trip so differently in my mind. Warm laughter, the intertwining of hands, and loving glances shared between Alara and me. But the reality, it's just me, the vast ocean, and a heart trying to piece itself back together. The beauty here is unparalleled. Every morning I watch the sunrise, the sky painted in shades of pink and gold, yet there's a void, an emptiness that can't be filled by even the most breathtaking vistas. Each sunset reminds me that another day has passed, another day where the wound is still fresh. I've met many people here, from all walks of life. A couple celebrating their honeymoon, a family on a holiday, and an old man, Mr. Patea, who's lived in Fiji his entire life. It was him who shared a piece of wisdom that resonated deeply. Sometimes the waves crash hard, young man, but the ocean always finds its calm again. At first I thought he was talking about the sea, but as days went by, I understood. It was about life, about love, about the ups and downs we all face. Elara and Lucan never crossed paths with me here, and while a part of me dreaded running into them, another part, perhaps masochistically, hoped to. I wanted to see if they had found happiness in their betrayal, if it was worth it. But as the days passed, the pain started to ebb, replaced by a realization. Our love story, as beautiful as it was, had reached its final chapter. Trust, the very foundation of our relationship, was shattered, and no trip, no amount of time, could piece it back to its original form. Tomorrow, I head back home, but not to the same life. I've decided to start anew, a fresh beginning, away from the shadows of the past. Where? I haven't decided yet, but wherever it is, I'll carry the lessons of Fiji with me. So, Reddit, this might be my last update on this chapter of my life.
Thanks for being with me through the highs and lows. The journey's far from over, but at least I know I'm not walking it alone. Edit. To those who messaged with kind words, stories, and advice, thank you. It means more than words can express. Hey, Drew Scott here, and I'm Jonathan Scott, reminding you that life's better with a home policy from American Family Insurance. They can help you get just the right protection at just the right price and help you save when you bundle home and auto. Kind of like Goldilocks and the Three Bears. It'll be just right for you. We love a custom build. American Family Insurance. Insure carefully. Dream fearlessly. Get a quote and find an agent at AmFam.com. Products not available in every state. Visit AmFam.com to learn how discounts may apply to you. American Family Mutual Insurance Company, S.I. and its operating company, 6000 American Parkway, Madison, Wisconsin. Our kids have said to us since we've moved to Minnesota, we are far more active than we've ever been anywhere else we've ever lived. Moving to Minnesota opened up a lot of doors for us. Just this overall sense of community, the values that, you know, Minnesotans have. It's a real accepting, loving community, especially with two young kids. See what makes Minnesota the star of the North. New residents share why they love calling it home at exploreminnesota.com slash live.